Welcome to Movie Eat and Beer, everybody. This is Dan Kapersky bringing us in. And on this wonderful evening, we have some awesome co-hosts with us. You got Blake, the Western expert. Randall, the family man. Yeah. Family man film fan. Yeah, this, this No Shave November, or Movember, as some people like to call it. Looking good, Dan. We are, we are definitely uh, sticking with shaved. it. So, oh, you shave. You still have facial hair, though. Well, yeah, but I trimmed up all the side stuff. It looks terrible. Yeah, I don't okay. I don't grow full beards well, which is a bummer. Yeah, it happens. I've just been too busy to actually shave, so I can <laughs> <laughs> just let it grow. You yeah. can claim. So... We decided to pick out movies and shows for this month that have beards in them. And this would be a film that definitely does have it. And it is a brand new Western that just got released a month or two ago. And it's called Old Henry. Old Henry. But Such before a that, good Western name. Can I do a shout out to Migration Brewing? I like this idea. Go for it. I haven't been to the one on Williams in Migration. They have a brew. They have a, is it? Is it just a restaurant, Dan? Yes, it's just a restaurant. They don't do production there. But dang, the food's good. Mm-hmm. And I had the uh, the West Coast IPA, the uh, Straight Out of Portland. Nice stuff. That was my Ooh. beer of the week. Do you guys nice. have a beer of the week that you've had this week that you've just loved? Uh, mine would be the one that's in front of Blake, which just actually it? came from Migration called Beer for Deer. What? It came from Migration? Yeah, we just weird. had dinner there. Yeah. <laughs> I was that's like, oh, so yeah, weird. we just ate there. We didn't plan this. Yeah, we did not, but it worked out. Their well, food it, is good. It's like well priced. Yes, you it's know? not expensive. It's, it's not a, expensive. It's, it's not it's a like, crazy place. It's quality, and their service yeah. is pretty quick. Their service and, is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you have to order at the counter. But what else is new? I'd love to watch a movie there sometime. Yeah, we'll have to talk to them, figure it out, or one of their other awesome locations because they have four. They have four. Four locations. Yes, there's one way out on the east side. Oh wow. One downtown and one on the uh, southeast off of Sandy and Twenty Eighth, mm. I believe. Is that around there? We'll have to check them out. Yep, they got lots of places. Good, good beer, good food. Mm-hmm. Migrationbrewing.com. The movie Old Henry. It's a Western. Nope, nope, that ain't it. No, My, it's it's a pretty straight up Western. It's I, I think we talked about this before. We're not doing spoilers for this one because this movie kind of relies on a lot of re- big reveals to pay off what you see in the beginning. But... Right. Boy, that, that's kind of a spoiler saying that we're not going to do spoilers. So now they're going to be expecting something at the end. Well, yeah, every movie has it an is. ending, Randall, yeah. and this is bad. <laughs> Unless you're a series true. like Star Wars and you can just keep going and going right. and going. Unless and no you're The Room. Yeah, this is true, <laughs> right. too. Oh, man. That's to be confused with Room because Brie Larson's incredible. It's a really sad book. Anyway, yeah. uh, Tim Blake Nelson plays the lead, though. Yes. Uh, this disgruntled, worn down farmer raising his kid alone. I think they said his wife died 10 years prior. Yes, she died of a disease. It, mm-hmm. His character in this movie is the exact opposite of Delmar O'Donnell from Oh Brother, We're Out There. Which IMDb does not consider a Western. Really? I mean, I get well, it. I mean, it's, it's not, not but it has the same sepia tone. It's, it's yeah. old-timey, yeah, but it's but he was set also, in that time frame, but it's not a era. Western. He, wasn't he also in um, the... Scruggs. Battle yeah, of Buster, Buster Scruggs. Battle of Buster Scruggs as a character in that. Right. Uh, which was yeah. also sort of a Western, but not really. I mean... The, IMDb considers it a Western. He, oh, he's go. one of those Cohen. He's in that stable of Cohen actor, Cohen brother actors. But this was not done by the Cohen brothers. This was done by. This was done by a director named, whose name is really fun to say. It it's is Pazzi so much fun. Panzeroli. Mm-hmm. Panzeroli. Pazzi. P-O-T-S-Y. Pazzi. I like I, that name. I read a thing that he spent a lot of time writing and figuring out how to do this film and got some amazing actors as someone who's only done a couple of pieces before mm-hmm. this to act in this really interesting story. I love Westerns. 
the thing I love about Westerns is that they all take place on the edge, right? The edge of civilization. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's never in a big city. It's always those small right. towns where but they've got no one watching out for then them. Then it wouldn't be a Western. <laughs> Maybe in the West. <laughs> That's kind of in the definition of the type of movie. I'll appreciate the sass coming my way, <laughs> sir. Is this, is this technically, this isn't really a Western, though, because it was filmed in the South? All right. Tennessee? Ten- Tennessee-ish? Dan, put in ADR Tennessee? of me getting up and leaving in a huff. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Yeah, stop, stop, it, stop. we did read that it was filmed in Tennessee, but it takes place in the Midwest, mm-hmm. lower Midwest, mm-hmm. Kansas, uh, Oklahoma territory. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so near, Which, next, right. next Fra- to Kansas, basically the same thing. It was on frankly the edge. that's. Yeah, the, it's west of uh, actual civilization, which is the East Coast. Right, in right. Late eighteen hundreds. 1906. Okay. Right? Pretty so, much. So just pretty like, much there. Just at the edge where the Native American population mm-hmm. was starting to like really disappear. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Which we saw none of in this film. None. We saw a Mexican. There was Who one. they kept referring to in a derogatory way. That wasn't great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're sticking to the period. And yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the reality of it. And they yeah. weren't gross about it, which is... Yeah, they, it was just... It was what it was. And the main mm. character also spoke Spanish. That's the only plot spoil I'm going to give. Hmm. Uh, that Spanish is a language in this movie. Oh, yes. no. Oh, my God. Yes. And at least they had minor subtitles when he spoke it, so you kind of knew what he was oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's important that you know that the main character speaks Spanish because it makes a yeah. difference later. Well, what what I really like about this movie, it, Dan, you keep circling the spoiler. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> is the, the tone is it's slow. It's deliberate. You get a lot of the countryside, which is a, even in John Wayne, like epic Westerns, you get just beautiful landscapes in the mountains as he's galloping by and then speaks that ridiculous drawl. Yeah, he, he had a funny accent. I couldn't call I'm Genghis it. Khan, Pilgrim. How would you not change? Okay, I'm just going to get off Tim topic. Blake Nelson was saying that, you know, he's done a lot of comedies. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, he really had to play down this part. And in, in, I think with most Westerns, when you're the lead, you really have to play down the part if you want it to be good because it's really easy to go over the top and, and be the cowboy, right? That kind of matches with uh, Clint Eastwood in yeah. the uh, Fistful of Dollars trilogy. Yeah. He, he was kind of the sh- almost a straight man, all these wild characters running around. Yeah. There's there's a couple of big formulas that I saw that I kind of thought about. Uh, TV Western and then film Western. Film Western tends to be a little bit different than the TV Western tropes. How so? Mm. You're rescuing someone, inevitably, in both. Yeah. Right. The people you interact with are different in the TV shows because they're either repetitive characters or they're just one offs that mm-hmm. you it's hard to just drop somebody in and out of a TV series versus a movie can just throw just people around and you don't yeah, really right. care because you see them once you're done. Yeah. TV shows you're gonna ask about that because you're like, Oh, we're seeing you over and over and over. What I liked about this film was it was sort of in the vein of a TV show. Like I said, mm-hmm. while we were watching it, this feels like an old Western TV show like Gunsmoke or something. My favorite mm-hmm. Western on yeah. TV right now is The Mandalorian. Technically, I mean, no, it is, I mean, it, no, yeah, a lot of people have said it yes. falls yeah. in that category. It definitely it, feels it like follows a Western. Lone, Lone Gunman, right. Fringes of Society. Weren't you telling me about Yellowstone? Yellowstone is also really popular on Netflix. I don't know if it's Western, but I've heard it's... If you like Westerns, you'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's I'll have to check day, that though. out. It's I like day. that a lot of my favorite Westerns weren't actually filmed in the United States. And it's such an American genre. And the best ones were made like in well, Italy, and, Italy Spain. and Spain. Yeah, let's yeah. say yeah, spaghetti Westerns. Right. The good, whole lot of them just coming out of Italy. Just yep. yeah. knock them all out, send them over. God, I love them. So the premise of the film is you have this guy who's a farmer and his teenage, young teenage son, yeah. probably 14, 15. Which in that time basically makes him an adult. He's an adult at that point. <laughs> He's ready to leave. He tells right. the father, I'm ready to leave. You don't need me. I'm out of here. You ain't ready, boy. Exactly. And that's the response is you're not ready. And 
I think the father really sheltered the, the kid as much as he could. I don't know. Did he homeschool him? Because obviously there's a town nearby, but... Well, I think what I got was that oh. he was trying to protect his son from the modern world because I will plot spoil a little bit at the end where, <sighs> the, where the main character says <laughs> that, you know, he wasn't made for this world, this modern Correct. world. Go out there and, you know, do your thing or yeah. whatever. Such a and, good line. Uh, yeah. And so I think he was trying to protect uh, his son from what he saw. You can't from escape his past. You can't escape your murderous past. Right. In the yeah. West, anyway. Right. It, it, there aren't that many people, and there's while it is a big, open, giant range, you got to live somewhere yeah. near something. So right when you yeah. run into somebody, they yeah. know somebody, and the next yeah. thing you know, you know everybody. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. happened. The other characters exactly. who showed up just described a guy vaguely, and he matched everything exactly. Exactly, it's been said to be handsome, blah blah blah. And he got yeah. cut back to him. I thought he is handsome. So, so your thoughts on the son? So the son's character, total jerk to the dad, mm-hmm. just ignores everything he's told because he's like, I know better. I can do it myself because I'm an adult. Well, lo and behold, you're not. Right. Well, great way to learn is to do it and get hurt. Yeah, and he did a few times. He uh, was really sheltered by his dad, and I don't think it served him really well. No. But, you know, I think it, I, I went into this film, first few scenes, just waiting for the son to get shot and killed. Like mm-hmm. up front. Or just shoot like, himself. Just like shoot it. Like, just get out of here. You're annoying me. I feel like, uh, not lesser director, a director who didn't have the vision that yes. uh, Apatsi had Apatsi. would have had the son killed and then the farmer go on some kind of rampage. Right. That's a fairly traditional trope. Right. My, my the, quote, the takens, if you will. My quote from the film is, do as I say, boy, or I'm going to crack that crust. Crack your crust. <laughs> crack that I had crust. it soon in my phone. I was like, what is crack your crust? Oh, yeah. What a yeah. great thing to say. It's yeah. like, how do I cuss? And so this is, you know, we're going to start using things like ferment as our curse words because we That's are trying so to be good. a child It was fermenting friendly. amazing. Yes. Do you guys have a favorite Western? Ooh. Can I have... It's, it's or, tough. Yeah. It's either uh, Blazing Saddles or the newer 310 to Yuma. With mm. Russell Crowe yeah. and Christian Bale. Those are good. The, I mean, the original is so good, but this other one just, it goes in a whole different direction. Yeah, and Blazing Saddles, come on. It's right. Mel Brooks. Film, film-wise, yes, I'd agree. But TV-wise, and again, I'm, I'm looking at this like a, an extended TV episode because it, it was presented very much like a TV episode to be presented in the, how it was mm-hmm. done in very short parts. Right. The characters came in, had a role. They then referred back to them later on, and that was it. I mean, and... and no special effects. Everything was practical. This was as old school Western as you could get. People got legitimately shot. You can yeah. tell the director knew what he was doing. Because here's a pro tip. Whenever you're making a low budget film, mm-hmm. keep the location simple. As simple as One possible. One location. Yep. As much. And that's what they did. They found yeah. a little they found a little home like this little homestead outside of Nashville. Um, and they shot most of it there, I think, right? And yep. then in the woods. But uh, my favorite, I think, Good and the Bad and the Ugly. Amazing. Ugh, so good. But the Revenant. Leonardo DiCaprio. I consider that a Western. I mean, I it's a survival. That. It's a rival Western. Yeah, it's a survival sort of mountaineer. The bear wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, I yes. mean, that bear scene. Oh, my God. Crazy. And, you know, another. it wasn't filmed in the United States. Yeah, yeah it was go. filmed in Argentina. I don't That's, think I've watched any Western TV shows. I, I, I grew up on them. I had a black nice. and white TV for many years until my parents let the kids splurge and help pay for cable. And then we got a color <laughs> wow. TV. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I yeah, Ooh la la. I, I was old school growing Mr. up. Mr. Color nice. TV over well, here. Well, it's just because my parents were cheap and we didn't have a lot of money. So. Here's what I loved about this movie. The colors were amazing, right? They were very They're sepia really, in some yeah. parts and yeah. very blue in others. Very blue and green. A very great yeah. color palette. But what I hate, and that most Westerns get this wrong, too clean. 
there was so much cleanness. Just like it was too clean. Like the shit's not clean back then. Man. We, like, nah. Everything's dirty. You, you get uh, one bath a month, and by the time the <laughs> by the time uh, the mother, father, and the three older kids have gone in, you're getting in there. It's just brown. Right. Like, why am I even getting in this? Exactly. They were very clean people. The dude's boots. He I comes keep a, in. I after, keep a clean house, boy. He comes in after being in the field with the horse doing shit, and his boots are clean. And I'm like. I'm sorry, but there's a continuity. This is this is a minor continuity issue, but still, I'd agree. I have a problem with that as well because I was pointing it out. I'm like, what the his boots are clean? Is the floor is clean? Well, guys, their teeth yeah, are clean. I'm like, what do they brush their teeth? No, it's cool. It, it evened out when they pulled out his iPhone. It was filthy. <laughs> there you go. Well, this was a really great film, but it had a like tinge of like B moviness to it. It yes. was like it felt like it was, it was ca- like it was made directly for a streaming yeah, service. Yeah, exactly. And so I went to the website Shout Studios, the people that produced it, and let me just tell you some of the names of other films they produced and you tell me if we're going to watch these next. Teenage Vampire. No. Well, who's in it? <laughs> Teenage Girl Valerie's Holiday. Uh, Little Vampire. <laughs> Great. Maya and the B3. Well, that sounds fun. Dark <laughs> stories. Oh, how about this one? Hail to the Deadies? Deadites? Deadites. The Deadites. Like, just like look at some of these. Fear and Loathing and Aspen. Like, these don't look Rookies. like great movies. That's fully just they, stealing they look, from uh, Star Wars and Stranger Things. Yeah, they look it, directly straight to video. <laughs> straight. All of them. Straight to video. And yet, somehow, they made this really good film. All right. Like, for the younger listeners, video used to be a way you could watch movies at home. Now, it's straight to streaming service. Right. Yes. Same thing. That's Dan what we're did say to. he used to have a black and white TV that his yes. dinosaur brought in. Yes. <laughs> I don't have one anymore. I do have color LCD and... Yeah, you're making TVs. Yeah, now. you're making up for it. Yeah, I'm trying to. But they did. I think they did a good job. They did a good job with this movie. What do you guys think about the music, though? It oh, was very yeah. secondary. They used it really well. We, I said, this sounds like any Japanese That's, yeah, samurai yeah. movie ever. Totally. Which I thought it, worked, considering it's really focused on a single lone person. It's like really heavy b- bass, mm-hmm. like bassoon, oboe. Really heavy single, just you know, kind of droning, really droning sound. it in. Yeah, yeah. And then they didn't really use it for any other parts other than there was a couple of chasings. At least we didn't have mm-hmm. xylophones mm-hmm. in this one. Right. <laughs> xylophones. That'd be amazing. Yeah. It actually, Evil Dead chasing had xylophones. That's all Did, I'm saying. Was that was xylophones. Xylophones and or bongos. <laughs> yes. The bongos. Yes. It's a very oh hand of a bear move. Hey, one location, Evil Dead. Right. Yeah. One location. <laughs> Great film. It's on it. Oh my gosh! Well, do we have? Tri- what are we doing? Let's let's do some trivia. Do a break. Trivia? Do some trivia. Well, yeah. you guys know how ma- I want you guys to guess how many westerns that Tim Blake Nelson, the lead, has been in. Because I think we tried this last time. We were all way off. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to say at least a dozen, if not more. I'm going to guess five. Are you looking at MDB? No, because that's what it's, it says. This is his fifth. Oh what? wow! Because wow. not counting old. Dang it! The singing one. Oh brother, where art thou? Yes. Wow. Okay. I, Right. Fun trivia about that, it's basically the Odyssey, but the Coen brothers had never read the Odyssey. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, I heard So I, I think that. they took it from, like, just other popular media doing it. I tried to read the Odyssey. It wasn't... That's it hard was, to read. Yeah, I've read, read chunks of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the Animaniac spoof it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, That's all that matters. Yeah, his other ones are Holes, classic mm. for uh, Blake as a kid. Homesman. The TV miniseries Klondike. Yeah. And the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, this yes. this being the fifth one, which he feels like he has the face to be in westerns. If, he does. Even if not the lead, then like the the general store manager or the local dentist, is like you can't go fight Black Bart, he'll kill you. 
if he kill me, he kill me. And they just goes and does the draw. And of course, the good guy wins and all that. But yes. Yeah, I feel like I thought he'd be in more. <laughs> was that that was Coen Brothers the Bomb? That's right. Yeah. That was the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice this until. Scrubs. I didn't notice this until after the, the film. The cast is entirely male. Yes. There's no female roles whatsoever. It oh. fails the Bechtel test. Oh, they man. talk about a, a female. Yeah, the wife. But that's it. Oh, she got a tombstone. She got a tomb. Yeah. And he got buried next to her, but I'm uh, oh, sorry. Oh. 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 Well, someday, yeah. Someday he gets someday buried everyone, next to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ferment you. Everyone dies in the end. <laughs> so uh, other trivia? Th- this one's boring, but this one's cool. Central and Western Oklahoma has notice- noticeable red soil, not seen in this film, which places it in Eastern Oklahoma. So we could figure out where it is based on the soil, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. This is a, my backdoor pilot for uh, soil detectives. <laughs> the Mexican heritage character is their tracker, which, you know, it is what it is. They had him brushing around in the dirt trying to track where the guy was and where he went and stuff mm-hmm. in the film at the beginning. It's it's pretty common trope. Got to track the guy. You shot him. He runs off. Where did he go? I was going to say, you know, little streams and stuff. They're that part of the country. Yes. Rolling hills. It was very accurate. But to suddenly have this little forest patch next to them with these trees that did not necessarily look like they're from that part of the country, I was like, It's an alternate uh, universe. I was like, these look like evergreens are not deciduous trees. What the hell's going on? Dan, it's multiverse is everything now. Pretty soon we'll have the old old Henry cinematic universe, you know, the OHCU. You (laughs) You could. you could You could blend it with anything. So, I mean, I feel like this movie totally borrowed the first... 15 minutes of uh, No Country for Old Men, right? Yes. Yeah. Pretty much the same, like, where the main characters, you know, does he take the money? Does he not? You know, does he help the guy who's wounded? Uh, and that Mexican guy is totally like Anton... Sugar? Yeah, Sugar. Right? Sugar is yeah. way scarier, dude. Oh, totally. Sugar is like yeah. having a conversation, scaring some poor shopkeep. Yeah. Don't put that quarter in your pocket. That's a Western, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's classified as Neo... Classical Western. Western. Yeah, something like that. Josh Bro. Yes. The one real super famous person, Tre- was it Trey Atkins? Uh, mm. Trace Atkins. Trace Atkins, country singer, big guy. Mm-hmm. He was, big guy. He, was, he was the brother-in-law, right? He was the, the guy. He did a pretty good job. He, he didn't have a whole lot of lines except for the one that you liked towards the end. You remember what the line? Of course is? I don't. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> is you about to release a hellstorm you want no part of. Yeah. Yeah, that's the prep for the big fight scene or oh, shoot him out. Which I get, I'm not kind of as a spoiler because most westerns have a shootout. Yeah, they do. They all you gotta. Do. They you have can't to have it. Not have a shootout. It's like how you can't have a Tarantino movie without a Mexican standoff. Which is, I hope they rename soon. So, so if I were to say my favorite western movie was Wild Wild West, would you hate me? No, I wouldn't hate you, but I'd, I'd judge you pretty hard. <laughs> That's not Let's, your favorite. You western. know what? Let's get to something Dan is good at, which is beer. <laughs> all right. So, well, thanks for hanging in with us, everyone. <laughs> we're moving into beer, and we're going to talk about the beers we had with Old Henry this great Western we've been chatting about. We had two really interesting, and I think I would say neither of us had had either of them before. None of us had had them before. Correct. One had just been released that week, which was last week. And the other one, I did not know the brewery made this kind of beer. So great surprises. One was a, what we call... For half a second, I I thought I misremembered the beers and thought, was it called Great Surprises? I don't remember that. No. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Not a bad beer name. Correct. So the first one was from Wayfinder Brewing, which was actually a collaboration called Barnaby Golden Lager, which is kind of classified as a Pilsner style. And 5.5 oh, ABV. Yeah. 
This is a collaboration that was made in memory of Barnaby Struve, who was one of the past vice presidents of Three Floyds Brewing out of mm-hmm. Munster, Indiana, Indiana, or outside of Chicago. He was known as the champion of outsider. Nice. This was, I'm like, I'm reading off like who the collaborations were on the can. And I was like, holy, what? what? This is like <laughs> Modern Times, Three Floyds, Ninkasi, Gigantic, Wayfinder, Boneyard, and Stigbergretz, which is out of Germany. I'd never heard of them, so I had to look them up. That's a lot of disparate breweries to work together. So the thing is they collaborated on the recipe, but each brewery is putting it out with a variation on the logo. The logo still got the hand. It's got this hand on it as Wayfinder does creepy, weird logos on all their beers. And it's really, oh, yeah, so, they do. but this beer was just like <laughs> a bright golden color cracker mall, just really classic Pilsner herbal floral up front, grassy hop notes, and then just linger dry and bitter. The whole first half of the film, this fit perfectly with, cause you could just sip it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not going to distract. It's just like, well, this is a really good classic American beer. Yeah. It was great. Loved it. And then as the second part of the movie started, I was like, hey, let's bust that out the psychosexual other thriller. Yes. <laughs> so props and thumbs up on that first one. From yeah, Wayfinder. Big, big thumbs up. Big the, fan. Uh, the second one was from Holy Mountain Brewing up in Seattle, and it's called Munich Style Fest Beer. And I did not know which type of Fest Beer this was, which is going to be either a Hellas style or a Munich style, which is one is a little bit darker than the other. And this was one that was lighter in color. So it was also a really light orange a uh, really nice small head when we poured it out. Really, it smelled like spicy and greeny and bready and just had a really nice herbal approach to it, which it should have. Mm. It stuck to the style very well. Oh, that's good. That's they, good. They were both really great. I think I preferred the first one over the second one, though. It's, the first one's a little bit more hoppy. The second yeah. one's more bready and yeah. a little, little bit more solid. It, the second one would have been better at a bar that's like overheated to compensate for the cold winter. You walk in, like, yeah. still kind of some chill on your bones. You get this best beer. Ah, yeah. Warms you up. So both were really crisp. Both were, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the second one was like 5.8 ABV and 30 IBU. The first one I couldn't find the IBU on. It wasn't listed anywhere, but recommend either beer. No complaints. Mm-hmm, they both mm-hmm. went really well with the film. If, if you are going to watch old Henry, I, I think the first one we're in agreement will match a bit better. Maybe something half a step up heavier for the back half of the movie. Yeah. So a nice Pilsner, something crisp yeah, and clean. Yeah. A uh, little sharp, maybe the the second one, like like we said, was a little bit more spicy, a little more malt forward, but also had that floral and herbal thing going on. It was close to being a pilsner, as most Munich style fest beers can be. This uses basically pilsner malts and adds a few other adjunct or different malts to it, and a slightly different type of hop. And it's basically the same kind of beer, but a little different. Mm. So it's a Hellas, typically more than not. What do you think they were drinking back in 1906? Beer. What kind of beer? Anything they could get. <laughs> Anything they could ferment. Correct. So back then... I drink the beer what come out my, my bathtub. So they had refrigeration. Oh, they did? Back then, okay. yes. So World, the, the... Fun fact, deer's in, innards are freezing cold. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> they had ice that got brought in on the train. They couldn't obviously do it over back, horseback or carriage because it would melt. Right. They and the horse will in. get too cold. <laughs> yes. The ice was brought in via train, and so they had icebox rooms where they could keep things cold. Hmm. Not not all the time, but, you know, if it was a big sure. enough town, right. there was a big enough demand for it, they could have it. I wonder if that's something they tried to plan around. I don't know if they had hunting season. I just realized it probably wasn't that regulated back then. Probably just not. Don't, don't hum to so, extinction. Do what you want. Yep. So this thing called pre-prohibition style lager is 90% of the stuff that was available back then mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. America. So it's the stuff that is made with adjuncts like corn, hmm. 
because they didn't have a lot of greens back then available. Right, right. So you're just going to make whatever, a nice light lager. You're going to cold ferment it because you don't have the ability to keep it at a certain heat. Mm. You're just going to let it go cold and let it sit in the basement or someplace mm-hmm. and let it do its fermentation. That's what they've been doing for hundreds of years. It works. And what kind of pre, pre-prohibition beer do you like that's made today? Is, isn't there one from, not Berlick? Berlick had a pre-pro lager. They did? Oh, good yeah. for me. Hey, nice job. I, I, I think it was Berlick, stuff. yeah. So they, Randall, when did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> they they occasionally get made. They tend to be more like adjunct lagers that you can get, like Coors, Coors mm-hmm. Light, but any of those is going to be what it tastes like. Mm. That's probably why I like it. <laughs> they're they're very very basic. Well, so there's those are going to use more rice than corn. Okay. So the Mexican lagers that you like, you know, are that are very very corn driven are going to be more like mm. to nice that style. But either way, rice or corn, it doesn't Interesting. matter. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, it's it's yeah, interesting how uh, looking at historical beer styles. Right, uh, there's they're all over the map. Um, I actually just tried a historical beer that was based out of Russia that had peas. Oh, as wow! I'm so glad agent. there's an S at the end of that. I was really worried. Like, Dan, no peas, oh. as in green peas, as the oh, one of the fermentation or one one of the, the bittering agents. They didn't have hops in poor Russia, wow. so they used what with it, whatever they had. Okay. We the, should do a prohibition, pre-prohibition, and historical film. We should watch yes, Lawless. We should, we should totally watch something to go with those. Right. Lawless, is, it, Lawless is prohibition era, but that movie's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and heavy. Do we want to? <laughs> do we want to say anything else, or should we play a quick game? Yeah. What do you think? Guys? I can do a game. I'm I'm about knowledge out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's play a little uh, plot keyword so, rename game. Oh, are oh, there, God. there I, keywords for this one? There's keywords for this. You well, know, uh, Dan, I, didn't you say how, how much did this movie make? It uh, Opening weekend only made like $47,000. I can't. It's so weird. It's really weird. It like only got released yeah. in like one theater. Wow. That's insane. Or, or one town. That's not a lot of money, but they have a lot of keywords apparently. Yeah. So let's pull up some keywords and... Uh, I will need to look at one of your screens. I threw uh, my phone I, across the room because my friend started texting me, and I don't know how to turn the sound. My phone's old, and I can't turn the sound well, off anymore. I already got mine, and I yeah. liked the first beer a lot. <laughs> I, which which guys did you prefer better, actually, with this movie? What beer was better? The first one. The first I'd one. I'd say I the first too. one. Yeah, okay, so let's rename that first one. I'm going to go with uh, just one keyword. Well, it's two words, but it's weapons cache. Spelled C H C H E. No, C A C H E. C A C H E. What about you? So there was a box that had weapons in it. That That's was right. A weapons cache. Right. Weapons cache. There's like murdered with a knife. All oh. these keywords are aggressive. They're very <laughs> aggressive. I mean, it's a Western film. It's ooh, a very aggressive ooh. film. How about Hidden Loot? Hidden Loot. Ooh, that's a good name for a pre-prohibition beer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Hidden Loot. You, you got oh, some I booze like that. in that in that there car? No, spit. All right, all right. <laughs> Hidden loot. Dan, you got one? Gang of Outlaws. Gang of Dang, Outlaws. Dang, that's good, too. This, this is, that? is a Gang of Outlaws. Uh, yeah, that pills can be a Gang of Outlaws. <laughs> okay. That works. Okay. There's a bunch of other really good ones in here, too, but that one caught my eye. Just yeah, all the keywords are aggressively Western. Yeah. <laughs> you got tuberculosis in there. Yeah. So <laughs> to play to play the... If you think it's in the movie. If you want to play along, go to the like, IMDb, go to the film or show you're watching. There is, if you scroll about three quarters of the way down the page, you'll see a little section that has words that have circles around them and then a number and more. And those are the formerly known as plot keywords. You do go to a page that lists them off and they're based relatively, they're suggestions by fans who are members of IMDb. So it's audience driven and people can rate them. Is this relevant or not? None of these are rated. So these are all very new. 
and typically newer movies don't have a whole lot, yeah, especially right. if it's not that well known. Night Teeth had ten, yeah, had like maybe 10. this had fifty four. So this somebody spent their time typing a bunch of things in. T- right Tim Blake now. Nelson has a lot of alt accounts on IMDb.com. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It, I don't know if it shows you who actually. I don't know. I don't think it does. Hey, so give it, us give us money, IMDb. We're doing a lot of work for you. So your favorite beer with whatever movie you're watching, you get to give it an honorary plot word, plot keyword name. Yes. And I like Hidden Loot a lot. I also like Gang of Thieves. Yeah. That's good, too. Weapons Cash, yeah. But something with cash in it is really... Cash is good, too. Especially when it's spelled with a C. Money, the cash was an important aspect of the film as a motivational driver Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the people that were trying to get it. Right. Yep. Right. Oh, interesting. Not necessarily the people who were the ones hiding it. Right. Exactly. (laughs) They're like, I don't know. Okay. What, What can you buy with all that cash back then? I mean, is there anything to buy? Because you're going to be asked, <laughs> where the hell did you get this <laughs> yeah, first? Like, where, like what, what bank did you hold buy? up? Oh, man. All right. Well, what do, you, do we have another movie for the Beard November theme? Uh, it's going to be December by the time. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, I don't, know, if we'll, I don't know if we'll make another one. What's going to yeah, be what's our de- December theme? I, I don't know. We, we can well, think about holiday films because there are a billion of them out oh there, but gosh. maybe not. Or maybe non-holiday holiday films. There you go, because we've already did... Gremlins, which is the yep, most yep. Christmas film ever, other than Die Hard. Die Hard, which we haven't done yet. Maybe we should oh. do a non-Christmas oriented Christmas film because like that's the one everybody loves. Yeah, right. I do have an right. honorary uh, beard movie to say if you want to watch something else. Right. The second Edgar Wright Cornetto trilogy film, Hot Fuzz, mm. has a somewhat running gag where they uh, yes. talk about the previous police uh, sergeant. They say he had something you don't, sergeant. A, a great big bushy beard, and it keeps repeating that later in the film. Yes, right. And then the skeleton has a great big bushy beard. Yes. <laughs> the other one that we were going to watch was the western. Was the harder they fall, but it was too long. It, was like it looks amazing, film. but you got to carve out like two to three hours. Yeah, a that's long a long one. So we we will get back around to that one. Not not for this event because we uh, don't have that long to watch it. I might check out Shut Studios Teenage Vampire. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can find it. It may not be available online. It, it may just, just be one out. of those films that's out there somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, Being passed oh, around on oh bootleg gosh. DVD. <laughs> Seriously, they used to do that. You could. There was a whole underground movement for bootleg DVDs out there, I'm telling you. Back in the day. Transmorphers. <laughs> Avengers in a like, broken Esperanto. Yeah. Hey, they did one with Will Arnett called Memory Hole. Is that, maybe it's a host. Oh, he says hosted by. Oh, it's on Quibi. Wasn't that, Ooh, that, that was that weird little? Those are those are like those are gone three now, minute. Right? Yeah. yeah, those are like three minute films. Yeah, that, that was okay. made specifically for watching on your phone. Yes, right. And it it went down faster than uh, CISO, which I'm still sad about. Oh, yeah, gosh. that's too bad. All right. Well. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are those of the hosts, and in, you should definitely hydrate. If you don't hydrate, you're going to dehydrate. You know it. So bang, 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 bang. Find some interesting beers to watch with this great film. You could do Pilsner's lighter stuff or something hoppy. It's up to you, but we prefer the Pilsner activity. Um, really enjoyed it. I think three big thumbs up on the film. Oh, yeah. And, um, well, this is Dan signing out. Thanks for hanging in there and listening. Blake says, later, y'all. This is Randall saying, yeehaw. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone.